This is Coach Chris Laughlin, and welcome to the Blue Wave Weightlifting Podcast. Hey guys and girls, Chris Laughlin back for our Thursday Q&A. Um, today we got uh, questions about um, how to be an effective coach, um, traits you would want to find in a coach, which I've done a little bit on in the past, and so you can go back and look at that one. But I also wanted to get into uh, talking kind of specifically about cueing as a coach. Um, and then we also had a question on basically can I break down the jerk, which could probably be like its own um, 15 to 30 minute talk. I could probably talk about the jerk for an hour. But if I got a little bit of time, then I'll go into that. Um, but let's first get into kind of this coaching question. So specifically what I would like to address is um, kind of the effectiveness of cueing and uh, how to get the most out of your athletes. Now, as a coach, you're going to have to have a really good understanding of how the snatch, the clean and jerk, is broken down, uh, where the pressure should be in the feet, where the bar path should be, um, you know, the, the different series of pulls, um, really kind of understanding how the lifts are broken down and how they work. But you don't need to relay all that information onto your athlete when they're lifting to try to get the best result out of them. A lot of times what that's going to do is it's going to overflow them and give them too much information, and really they're not going to be fixing anything. So as a coach, what you got to learn to do is find probably the most important thing. Um, for me, it's usually going to be the thing that's going to maybe result in the uh, uh, possibly fixing multiple things. So if I can get them to focus on one and it could end up resulting in them fixing a few other problems because of kind of focusing on that one, um, but the other approach that I would take is usually taking the lift from beginning to end. So if something is wrong um, right off the floor or even maybe in their setup for the snatch or clean, then that's going to be the first thing I address. Because if they're having like a press out at the end of it, but they're also, their balance is off, they're not setting up in the right position, or the bar's moving away from them off the floor, anything like that, and all we're getting focused on is, hey, you were a little bit pressy on that. Um, let's focus on pre- you know, locking out harder. Yeah, that might help them lock out a little bit better in their next lift. But long term, the, the movement off the floor is going to have the largest effect on them getting better in the long run. And it might end up putting them in a more powerful position at the top of their pull to where they have a better lockout or something like that. So... I like to take the approach to look at the lift from beginning to end. Now, if you want to work on some middle parts, you just program uh, partial lifts. So if somebody's moving forward off the floor, but they're also maybe uh, slow on their pull under in the snatch, well, then you could always program... Uh, you know, if you wanted to work on the pull under, program something that doesn't have a pull off the floor. So program like snatching from the hip or something like that where they don't have to worry about focusing off the floor. Now they can just focus on their pull under. So you can adjust the focus by, um, you know, changing up the programming. But um, as far as being effective in what you're cueing, try to only cue them to focus on one, maybe two things tops. Because that's the only that's the only amount that they're going to be able to apply during a quick lift and probably be effective at fixing it. So don't give them a breakdown or a laundry lift of all the things that they're doing wrong because you're going to end up with like two results. One, they might not even really fix something or they might fix one thing, which is good, but they're in their mind, they're like, yeah, but I still did this 
other three things wrong. They're like, so I fixed that one thing, but I was still did these things wrong. So then it ends up having like a negative effect on the athlete. Whereas if you gave them just that one thing and then they were able to make a change to that one thing, now it's a success. Even though maybe there were some other things wrong in the lift, they're now getting better and they're feeling more successful and they're more confident in their lift. This is really, really important because they need to have the positive cues as well. So they need to not only be focusing on what they're doing wrong, but they also need to hear about what they're doing right. And that's important because they need to know that they need to keep doing that right thing. So if you give them one cue, let them focus on that one thing and let them just try to practice that. And keep giving them, you know, the reiterating it, make sure that their mind's not going to something else. But let them work on that one thing. Um, so cue them by giving them one, two things tops to focus on. But then this is also important. Don't change the focus. Let them keep focusing on that. So don't get, tell them, hey, you need to be tighter off the floor and keep the bar close. And then they start doing, a, you know, they're working on that, they're working on that, we're working on that. And then the very next training session, you're like, hey, uh, you need to work on a faster turnover. All right, have they really accomplished getting tighter and keeping the bar close if they've only had one session of focusing on that? Probably not. They need to keep focusing on that until it's ingrained and then they don't have to even think about it anymore. So don't constantly change the cues on them. You know, the only time you want to change the cue is early on. If there's no effective result on cueing something, then quickly change to something else. But don't change the focus. Keep the focus the same. So if you're, if you're seeing a positive result with a cue, stick with that cue, and then have them focus on that every time they go to do that movement. Don't change that focus until you are 100% confident that they have fixed that thing, and then move them on to the next as an athlete, what I ask from you here is patience, all right? Because this is what gets you better. Repetition and having a very clear focus on what you're trying to do every single time. What that means, though, is you're not going to get a whole lot of information from your coach every single time you train. All right, keep, you know, keep the bar close. That was better. That was better. Good, good. Keep the bar close. Keep focusing on keeping the bar close. Now, until we start seeing that that gets better, we're probably not going to move you on to the next step. So be patient. Understand that this takes, you know, time. And your coach isn't being lazy because they're doing this. Sorry, my dogs are barking at somebody. This doesn't mean that your coach is being lazy or not focusing on you or not trying to help you. They're trying to be as effective as they can. All right, now it's your job to go work on what they're telling you to get better at. And then you got to put in the reps. And then once that thing's better, we give you the next step. We give you the next step. So that's how to get the most out of your athlete. As an athlete, that's how you get the most out of your training. So be patient. And coaches, same thing with you. Be patient. Let them work on something. Give them time. Give them reps. Don't keep changing up the focus. Don't change up the cue unless the cue is ineffective. So give them something to work on, let them work on it. You can change up what they're working on by being creative with the programming. And programming we can talk about in another uh, video. Um, let's move on. We'll talk a little bit about the jerk. I'll probably do a segment completely on the jerk. But I do, what I do want to do is I want to talk about um, kind of the concept of the jerk and uh, 
you know, make sure that the athletes out there and maybe even the coaches have an understanding of what they're trying to do in the jerk. Um, so some big issues that happen in the jerk is um, usually it's going to be like footwork or bar placement. So the bar gets either pushed out in front um, or the footwork is off, um, you know, or we're kind of catching soft and getting press outs. Um, but kind of just to give a breakdown of the way that the jerk works and what you're trying to effectively do is you're trying to use your legs. So the bar should be resting on your body. The bar should be across your body and you shouldn't be supporting a lot of the weight with your hands, with your arms. The bar should be on the body. And then what you're trying to do is when you go into this straight dip and drive is you're trying to use your legs and your hips and all of your lower body and core to drive that bar up into the air. That's what moves the bar up. All right. At that point, all right, once we've driven the bar up as high as we can, the role of the arms is to push us down underneath the bar. We're not really trying to press the bar up in the air anymore. At this point, we've driven the bar up with the legs and then we're punching ourselves down with the arms. And so the analogy that I like to use all the time is the ceiling analogy. If you had a low ceiling, all right, you couldn't, you couldn't stand with your arms completely straight overhead. Your arms would be bent or the ceiling is like at about your head, the top of your head. And you would have to push yourself to where your arms lock out. You're not going to push the ceiling up. What you can do is you can push yourself down into a split, into a squat or something like that to where your arms completely lock out. That's what we want to do with the bar. That's how we create speed underneath the bar is after we've driven the bar up, as that bar is floating, driving up or starting to stall, we don't try to push ourselves, we don't try to push the bar higher. What we do is we use that bar and we use the weight of that bar to push ourselves down as if that bar is the ceiling, the roof, and you're pushing yourself down into a locked out position. That's how we get speed under the bar because we're actually pushing against the bar to get ourselves underneath it and, uh, and we're not falling underneath the bar. And that's also how we avoid like press outs or meeting the bar too quickly is because we, as our feet are up in the air and we're pushing ourselves down, once our arms are locked out and then that's when our feet replant on the ground, we're already in that locked out position. So you're trying to drive yourself under the bar by pushing down either into that squat, into that power, into that split position. So driving the bar up with the legs and then punching yourself down with the arms. It's kind of the general concept of the jerk. And to me, even sometimes cueing, punch down, punch under. Don't try to push the bar higher. Drive up, push under. Those types of cueing work really, really well and is very, very effective. Now, we'll break down more of like the position of the dip and drive, the hips, the footwork, uh, where the bar should be overhead, all that kind of stuff in another video where we just talk about the jerk. But I did want to talk about that just a little bit on uh, just making sure that you kind of understand the way that the jerk is supposed to work. Driving up with the legs, punching down with the arms, and that's how we get a really good lockout. That's how we have are able to get ourselves into a good split position or squat position to receive that weight. Um, all right, that's going to be it for uh, this Thursday's Q&A. Um, if you like this video, if you're on YouTube, please subscribe. It should be somewhere over here. Um, if you're listening to this, please give us a rating. That helps a whole lot. Um, you can now listen to this on uh, pretty much any streaming uh, podcast there is out there. But if you could go on to, if you're, most of you are using Apple, if you can give us a rating there. If you're on Spotify, that would be great. 
um, and drop us uh, any questions you got. DM me on um, Instagram, either at Blue Wave Weightlifting um, or uh, my personal, C underscore Laughlin, and uh, we'll, we'll try to answer your questions every single Thursday. All right, talk to you all soon. Bye. <laughs>